Greetings, ghouls and goblins. Sit back for another spooktacular spectacle in this festive Halloween edition of the Ancient Art Podcast. I'm your ghost of a host, Lucas Livingston. This is the abridged version of the podcast episode. For the complete episode, visit ancientartpodcast.org curious. While floating through the corridors of the Art Institute of Chicago, amidst old master paintings and illustrations, you might find yourself confronting a somewhat shocking scene of creepy crawlies and devilish denizens. This is a witch's Sabbath by the Dutch artist Cornelis Softleven, painted around 1650. The proverbial fire and brimstone was celebrated in Netherlandish art, particularly Flemish art, dare I say, maybe a little more than it should have been. Don't get me wrong, I love a good pagan moot as much as the Wiccan next door, but this was more like a cultural obsession. The moralizing hell and torture genre was kickstarted 150 years earlier by the acclaimed artist Hieronymus Bosch, and was further popularized by Flemish artist Jan Bruegel and his father Peter Bruegel the Elder, who soared into public consciousness after his 1562 commission for the album cover to Black Sabbath's greatest hits. Uh, no, wait, that's not right. Um... In all scholarly seriousness, though, Easter egg, what's the difference between Bruegel's original painting and the Black Sabbath album cover? First one to post the answer at facebook.com slash ancientartpodcast wins, um, first place. Hmm. Dominating the scene in a witch's Sabbath, a creepy crone brandishes a broomstick riding atop a goat. A shadowy robed figure gestures strongly with a bony hand, marshalling our view deeper into the canvas. A strange dog-like hellhound dashes forward as though to attack the denizens on the right. Most prominent among them is what at first seems somewhat like an ancient Greek satyr, half man, half goat. The ears and beard fit the bill, but those shaggy legs end in sharp bird feet, not cloven goat hooves and his beautifully detailed butterfly wings seem like something out of the seely court of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. The wicked horns of some devilish being behind our colorful friend, the Butterflurky, draw our gaze further skyward to the shrouded denizens of the hinterground. An alien standard bearer wafts an unknown banner aloft while a melange of cruel mongrels grasp and tear at one another, churning like the ocean waves. Trails of glowing embers sail from their bodies into the darkness as if to suggest the devil's brood being burned at the stake or some mystical essence being ripped from their souls. As so many Dutch and Flemish paintings at this time are allegorical, Cornelis Softleven's A Witch's Sabbath is rife for interpretation. Is it a straightforward depiction of the horrors of pagan witchcraft painted at a time when witches were still being hanged and burned at the stake? Is the Walpurgisnacht narrative from the legend of Faust being exploited as an allegory preaching against the seductive pitfalls of sin and worldliness? Is it a Protestant jab at Catholic orthodoxy and corruption? Or maybe a Catholic jab at the Protestant Reformation? Or maybe even a Protestant jab at the Catholic Counter-Reformation? Well, we're left with many questions and only a handful of answers. Thankfully, things that go bump in the night continue to have a timeless appeal. 
So do be sure to seek out a witch's Sabbath next time you're in the Art Institute of Chicago and enjoy the creepy crawlies all to yourself. Thanks for tuning into the Ancient Art Podcast. If you enjoyed our brief discussion of a witch's Sabbath, I hope you'll head on over to ancientartpodcast.org curious, where you can get the full episode with a much deeper treatment to the subject. If you dig the podcast, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ancientartpodcast and give us a nice five-star rating on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Lucas Livingston and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Vimeo, where you'll hopefully give us a good rating and leave your comments. You can also email your questions and comments to me at info at ancientartpodcast.org or use the online form at feedback.ancientartpodcast.org. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time on the Ancient Art Podcast.